2: me
1: today, <laughs> oh, gosh. In there's my mind. there's my there's my brother. There he is. How are you doing? Hey, can I, before we get like the show into total high gear here, can I tell you about the dream I had about you, Jeremy?
2: You didn't answer my question. If it was about me biting off the head of a chicken and then fucking it?
1: No, nothing that bizarre. I, I don't even know. Well, how then we I...
2: didn't have the, then we didn't have the same dream
1: then. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I had a dream last night very vivid uh and it was of you and you had gotten plastic surgery okay
2: <laughs> did i look like Rutger howard
1: dude you looked like for some reason the way that your plastic surgery went you looked like it, it you looked like you had really big like botoxed out lips and like <laughs> and almost like almost like a squinty-eyed, very rosy cheek, like not a good job, but you, for some reason, you looked less like Jeremy and more like the rapper Pitbull if he got really (laughs) shitty, like, (laughs) surgery. And... And I was just like, "Man, Jerry, your, your your face looks great." He was like, "Yep." And I figured out the other part, and you still were covered in psoriasis, but you were you were wearing a full body Spider-Man suit, and everybody was like, "Wow, Jerry looks fucking great." And he, 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 <laughs> and you yeah, it, and it was it was unsettling for me to look at in the dream but also he was just like yep everything's self-contained within the suit I'm all good and, <laughs> and, and you would go around and you were just the rest of my dream was you getting uh, was basically getting numbers of girls and getting pussy that was the entire <laughs> dream was you fucking in a Spider-Man costume for the rest of the night or getting close to it I'm like he's dotted it again and I would just leave and then it was it was a very bizarre dream of that I had of you.
2: Before I address this, can I have just a little drink?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's also very weird because I've only ever seen Eric in a Spider-Man costume and Eric couldn't get to the zipper and had to shit really bad. It's still one of my favorite stories.
2: I remember when he broke the zipper. I was there when he broke it. Um can was this the special Tony Stark Spider-Man outfit that could be worn in space or a regular spandex Spider-Man outfit. It was
1: a regular spandex Spider-Man outfit. But you, oh, well, that you,
2: explains it all.
1: You It wasn't, and, and you'd done nothing to change your body type at all. Like, there was no <laughs> weight that had been lost. You were just, it was the confidence you exuded. You were like, yep, I figured this thing out. I just put this on every day and I'm all good to go. I go out into the world. So it was from my from
2: my understanding of the comic book uh, universe, because of my pregnantness of my giant belly, I would assume I am pregnant with a thousand Spawns.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. That's pretty good. Because I'm pretty sure
2: Spawn came out of Spider-Man. That's how the um uh, the comic book world this
3: works. This is not stuff I want to dream about this Spawner evening. So. Man, <laughs> Spawner Man, Spawner Man. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about this becoming like a thing and more versions of you guys out there. I don't like this.
2: With your fingers, the thing you're making is like five dicks rubbing against each other. Uh, That's what you're saying.
3: Uh, no, don't do it with me. I want to have good dreams tonight. Don't <laughs> to
2: do you don't want to become a lesbian today. What, uh, want today. to give it a couple more
3: weeks? Um, I'm already fifty percent there.
1: Yes, just hey. You're one. She's one Jeremy dream away from going full. That's, that's where she's at right now. Make one
2: more comment, and I'm a lesbian, okay?
1: <laughs> hey, um, are we ready to kick off tonight's show? Because I'm certainly ready. Welcome to Quality Time, home of both quality and time. I'm your host, Eric Woodworth, and I'm joined by my blood, my brother, Jeremy P. Jeremy, how are you, sir?
0: I know not what you're talking <laughs> oh, about. Oh,
1: God, who's on the program?
0: It is I! Carl Hill
1: Carl Hill Oh my gosh It's so good to have you on the show today Carl Uh, And look how much you've done for your hygiene Wow amazing
2: You know my favorite singer
1: Who's that Brian? No Oh okay That
2: would be David
0: Byrne from Talking Heads
1: Oh Ah! Oh my gosh He's He's breaking the levels. He's breaking the levels with his screaming, and I can't fix it. Um, We're also joined by the very lovely, the very talented Miss Ashley Pontius. Ashley, how are you?
3: I'm good, Daddy, though I am having a ton of terrible period cramps, so you can just call me Barbara Crampton.
1: There you go. Barbara Crampton, who's in our movie that we're going over tonight, The reanimator. Stop making sense! (laughs) And Jeremy doing his best David Gale impersonation, which is actually relative. I mean, it's pretty good if you just can sound like you're out of breath all the time.
0: Letting the days go by, let the water hold me.
3: (laughs) I was going to say, I've heard Jeremy sleep. I think he can pretend to be out of breath.
0: (laughs) Some say I sound like I have sleep apnea.
1: (laughs) Oh, that rocks. So good. I'm glad the gang's all here. We already had, uh, I already spoke of the night terrors that Jeremy has caused me. It's going to be a good week. Um, What to go over with you folks? I mean, I could go over with uh, a show that I had on Thursday night. Would you guys like to hear about that? Yes. Uh, on Thursday night, I went down to Zissimo's, uh, which is a wonderful Hamden uh, bar. Put on by the great Beth Hayden, so I really appreciate her putting me up. But uh, this show goes... Uh, I haven't had a show like this in a long time. Jeremy, let me give you the stats on this show, okay? There,
2: okay if it's not done in somebody's backyard, who cares?
1: They There were exactly... Eight people on the show, including myself. Okay, eight people performers that took to the stage Thursday night. There was a grand total, people in the room, of twelve people. Okay, <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's
1: not even enough bringers.
2: So, what are the motherfucking bringers, motherfuckers? Um, Take your asses home, no, them, I, motherfuckers. I,
1: like, I Listen, no bringers. No bringers are bad. Bringers bad. Um, so. I go up to the show and uh, one of the... I, I got to know every person who wasn't a performer there because it was very easy to to, to meet them. Uh, there was one lady, uh, didn't catch her name, but she was legitimately mad that the show wasn't starting at exactly 8 o'clock as the flyer had said. So she's already upset that the show's starting at 8.30. Um, there was another person there who was as autistic as Chris Chan himself. And I mean, <laughs> I walked... <laughs> I walked by, and I saw. I was, I was messing with him. I was like, "Hey, I saw everything you were doing on his phone." And he panicked. He was like, "Oh gosh, you don't just do anything!" Hi, and I could tell he was probably autistic because he said his name, which I don't remember, but also made sure I knew how old he was when he said that, which is, I feel like, a very autistic move. Um, and,
2: autistic comedy is the best comedy.
1: Yeah, and then, uh, and then, of course, uh, there was a, a, a the sweet, sweet Beth Hayden's boyfriend who was there, and then. The, uh, the, the last person, um, was, gosh, how to explain this? Um, the last person there was just a fun laugher. You know what? I have no, oh yeah, the last person, I went over all the good ones. The other one was Michael Fur He was great. And I just love him, but I usually start out with him, but the, uh, the highly, Autistic man is really what I wanted to get out more than anything. Um, but the show went great. Now, listen, here was the show. It was me, uh, the great Violet Gray, all done up, all gussied up for the evening, and then another comedian, Beth Hayden, was also hosting. But then after we do all our jokes, an improv troupe had to act out our bits, okay? So they had to act out our bits. So with this knowledge... Um, In my head, uh, I decided to throw out some things that I mentioned I'm going to have to see acted out, or this is a big waste of our time here. Um, So there is a song by the Notorious B.I.G. called, uh, um, it's called uh, Me and My Bitch. I think yes. Me and my bitch is the song, and I mentioned that I sing
2: that every other day.
1: I mentioned uh, I mentioned that I need this lyric. I said uh, I basically did this bit saying um, uh, uh, this. Hold on, where is it? Let's uh, let me find this. Control F. Basically, there's a line that says uh, you look so good that I sucked on your daddy's dick. Okay. It says when we met you I admit i first look was a trick you look so good huh i suck on your daddy's dick which in listen as a young you know middle schooler back then i thought was a bit much right but as i've become a father and now i have two children and two girls that, you know, I want the best for them. I think this is now a prerequisite. If you're serious about dating my daughter, you actually have to come in and suck my dick to make it, to, to prove that you're serious about taking a Woodworth girl out. And then I just kept mentioning. And I'm very serious. I need to see this acted out in your improv. <laughs> I kept just looking at all of them. Like, I wanted to make sure that this part gets through. And they did work in uh, 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 dad dick sucking throughout like the entire night. And that was great. So uh, hats off to the improv troupe. I forgot their what their group name was, but I was very I was impressed with it. They were very funny afterwards. So, yeah, good night in Baltimore comedy. That's really disturbing. <laughs> what, what the the improv yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah yeah cause improv fucking sucks <laughs> oh, gross <laughs> Oh, man, I would definitely rather see a dude suck off Eric than hear somebody be like, I need a suggestion from the audience. I will fucking put a (laughs) bullet through my
1: head. Hey, now we're going to play a game called Crazy Arms. That's where I play your arms and you play the voice.
3: (laughs) I think the thing I hate most about improv are the troupe names. I think that's probably the thing I hate most cuz the minute I hear a shitty troop name, I'm like, "Can I get a refund on this ticket? You didn't tell me there was going to be improv."
1: Yeah, yeah. I I think that I like watching improv. Like I like I like watching it. I think it's fun. Yeah. But meeting an actual improv person they are the weirdest of like a comedian's weird but you could talk to a comic and they're very open generally they're fun but hanging with like a a adjusted improver they're a different breed of like i'm sorry i was acting
3: back there (laughs) i've had sex with an improver and it was the worst sex of my life and i've decided i'll never i'll never do it again I'd rather be verbally abused by my next date than have to sit with an, <laughs> an improver on a date. He's Is it like, because like
1: every time he comes he would go yes and and
3: he uh, <laughs> had to No. <laughs> I might have told the story before, but he and I had a weird date. And it sucked because he had been building me up for weeks via text. I'm like, "Oh, this is great." And then we went on a date to watch his friends do improv. And I was like, "Oh no, I wish I had diarrhea right now." And (laughs) and then then we went back to his house, and he lived at home, which at the time, so did I. I was like, "Whatever."
1: You went on Tom Myers. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I laughed at this.
3: (laughs) he's I said I, it
1: doesn't make any sense but i laughed
3: <laughs> i don't even know what to say to that uh, um but no so he goes hey we got to be quiet i'm like oh because of your parents he's like well sort of he's like both of my parents are deaf and i don't want the dog to alert them that there's someone in the house and i was like okay this is gonna be really interesting and we go into the basement where his bedroom is and the minute i saw it i should have left he had a twin bed. Hell yeah! And I was like, oh <laughs> no. No, 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 no! He had the smallest penis. <laughs> I had the it was a micro <laughs> dick. Like it
1: shit. was yeah. Tom Myers. All right, yeah. No, Tom Myers. First of all, is a he is clearly a sexual being. I mean, he looks. Yes.
3: Yeah, Tom's dick must be as big as his forehead. I'm sure it's fine. So, um. <laughs>
2: so as if we i st- haven't sucked it through a glory hole
3: <laughs> so so i try to just be like this is fine like it's i'm already here i i need to get what i came for and it was just not working because his dick was so small like dude i can't Damn. so then i should, you guys not he tried to then he was getting very upset then starts to like try to like blame me a little bit for being a big girl like that's why it's not working. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> oh no, honey, I've been <laughs> down before. like it's You, not me. And then he's like, do you want to just like watch the office? Like, give me some time to like. I was like, I <laughs> and he had the worst laugh I've ever heard. And he's like, every every joke, he's like, ah, ah! and I'm like, oh my god, I will fucking kill myself in this basement. And then I I'm like. I'll try one more time so i lean in and i'm like are you sure you don't want to try again and he like pushes my shoulder and goes <laughs> you're funny i'm like are you gay <laughs> 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 and so i pack up and start to leave and he's like you're leaving and i'm like i'm gonna go home and vigorously finger myself because you are the most disappointing thing <laughs> ever to me and my whole family died so Oh, man. Know, oh my god. Horrible. So fucking horrible. That's I only, why I hate him I only had like one uh uh
1: I, I think I've really only had one really bad um early sexual experience with, with a lady and uh it was mostly <sighs> I guess I'll just take you through it. I I worked with this with this uh with this girl and she's a little bit older than me. Um and she had a crucial lisp and i mean like a lisp where she like <laughs> she would be like Oh my god, you're so sexy! <laughs> like this. And my, I just like I, cause I, you know, we 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 hooked up or whatever. She's like, oh my god, you're so hot right now. And like she would put she'd put th into like words that didn't so hot right now. And like still add like a a lift to it. And it was <laughs> it was so bad that like I brought her I brought her over to our place or whatever. And my friend, my roommate uh, Opie, shout out. Uh, you, after you he left, you're he like, Oh my God, Eric, you're so sexy. And that just never <laughs> left me as a thing that he would say to me all the time. <laughs> hey, <he's for> you. <laughs> so, uh, I still can't wait, watch the movie Fifty First first dates anymore. Cause it brings me back to that, uh, Ugh. all the time. It's a weird, it's a weird movie for me to you watch. Have a
3: lot of weird. Like I thought my weird sex to movie ratio was like a lot but then i yeah. hear yours and yours just make me sad
1: i'm just glad though that
3: the the one the movies
1: i can't watch are not movies i care to watch anymore right like i i could Fair. live without seeing Fifty First dates again i can live without watching finding nemo um
3: i can <laughs> you know what's weird is how many times my titties have been sucked on during friday the 13th because like that's a movie all about moms so that's <laughs> like weird. Um but it's one of my it's one of my favorite horror movies. I'm like, oh look, it's Kevin Bacon and then it's like mmm, mm, mm. I'm
1: like okay. <laughs> this is oh thank you, Mummy.
3: Um
1: <laughs> no, Well that's good. That's good. Um Jeremy, you before we get into the, the movie, which I'm I'm almost ready to hop into unless you got something else to, to share about your week weekly exploits.
2: Uh I started uh... <clears throat> Uh, Let me just clear my throat. Can you do something? Get your voice. uh, uh, (laughs) 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 Okay. I'm all good. All right. Good. good, Um, yeah, I got a, I got a job with Peapod this week and, um, working 10 o'clock until seven or eight or nine Mm -hmm. in the morning. And, um. I felt like I was 90 years old, <laughs> dying,
0: because
2: my leg, uh, day one, um, just, just walking on my feet felt like walking on needles, and um, uh, I said to the guy, oh, you're going to kill me first night, thanks, because uh, they don't tell you when break is, and I asked some knucklehead when break is, is it at 1, or is it one thirty? He's like, it's at 1.30. And then at 1 o'clock, he's like, it's time for a break. And I'm like, you said one thirty, But it is one thirty. Like, are you on drugs? Are you a crackhead? You you can't tell time? You don't have a watch? <laughs> uh, I don't understand. So anyway, uh, I, I have gloves on and I use bare hands. And I can't say I really wash my hands well. So um, <laughs> the food food i collect for you is definitely going to be tainted unless you wash it when you receive it and people are going to die or get really bad food poisoning i thanks
1: like to me i like to know that jeremy's handling is an essential worker right now and that's the important thing yeah. more than anything because if if covid can't kill you then i'm gonna be you're my barometer test you understand so that you've made me much more comfortable with the pandemic
2: so, if, so I don't care about any job anymore. Um, pea pod equals food poisoning.
1: <laughs> I love. I love that Jeremy.
2: Does your stomach hurt? You've eaten from pea pod.
3: Oh, God. You know, this is turning into a pea pod. It's a podcast where Jeremy's covered in pee.
1: Pea <laughs>
2: podcast.
1: I. I... I love that about you, Jeremy. This is, this is good. I this is a good in promo. I'm
2: and I wear a nice, big, heavy, uh, insulated hoodie, which I won't sweat as much.
1: That's good. That's a good That's thing, great.
2: man.
3: We're very proud of you, Jeremy. You got a new job.
2: I yeah. will keep this job, hopefully, at least a week.
3: Hell yeah. I'm so, excited. They, I'm so excited for the next one you're going to get. This is very Before cool.
2: Before they realize I'm so, so bad and old that I shouldn't work anywhere.
3: <laughs> i love you jeremy i can't wait till you're ready to retire and you let me put you down like a like an old racehorse <laughs> just turn, well, turn jeremy into glue just get
2: to me with a pillow first <laughs> you know what we'll
3: do we'll turn you into the glue they use to trap rats in yeah those traps
1: and we'll use it not to trap rats jeremy but to huff we will huff this glue every single day until you know when I'm losing consciousness and my lips are getting blue and I smack face first into the ground inhaling <laughs> you like a whippets, uh, I'll know that that was my brother that did that to me. and then by uh, the way
2: by the way, let's tease the vis- the, the visitors, the listeners. I'm drinking um, five <laughs> five songs today five songs I'm, I'm
1: excited about it and uh should we just preface it should we just kick it kick the show right off with with the five songs because you wrote a basically no. an album today
2: no it's it, it has to be towards the end and I'm just teasing it like like a, a certain something
1: Well, I am excited because today we're going over a movie near and dear, I'm sure, to Jeremy and myself, and I I, I would say you as well, right? This is a heavy hitter that we've never really taken on, although we have taken on similar movies in this world. We're going over 1985's The Reanimator, the first Stuart Gordon film who went from theater uh, owner and operator to full-on director of a film. Got to meet uh, the great producer Brian Usna, who would go on to produce such hits as From Beyond and Society, some of our other great episodes. Uh, But this was the one that really kicked it into high gear and brought H.P. Lovecraft to all of us in the horror community and this wonderful... A uh, score which is nothing. I don't think it sounds anything like the movie Psycho, personally. No, I think it's a brand new,
2: new, new soundtrack.
1: Dun dun dun
2: dun. Um, it, can, I... can you can you mention the uh, maker of this soundtrack?
1: Uh, no, but you can.
2: Uh, Charles Charles Rand or Charles Band, uh, pretty much who who is the <laughs> sole proprietor of uh, Full Moon Entertainment, uh, and also. The producer of the first Harry Potter film, Troll. Yes.
1: Ah, yes. Now, I like... I love Full Moon Entertainment, and it's important to mention Full Moon because uh, two of our actors and actresses in this movie have also been in another Full Moon movie together, and that's Miss Barbara Crampton and, of course, Jeffrey Combs, who you can hear in our intro. Uh, This isn't the only movie that they've starred side-by-side in because they were both in
3: is it Castle Freak it is
1: Castle Freak as a matter of fact it's the other movie they're both in so and also prominently shows male dong in both movies so I that's another a lot of groundbreaking things out of the full moon productions can
2: can I say my favorite full moon film what's that That would be Meridian with Sherilyn (laughs)
0: Fenn.
1: Oh, Meridian. I don't think I've ever watched Meridian.
3: (laughs) I have either.
2: What's Uh, better than any porno ever. Oh,
0: okay.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I have to say I, you know, I'm all for like equality. And I like the idea of of male uh, nudity. I like the idea because I'm like, hey, I'm tired of always, you know, women feeling exploited. And then I see male nudity. And nine times out of 10, it just makes me
1: sad. It's just too, it's too lumpy to see on screen. You know what I mean? It's just not a fun thing to see, see a cock ever.
3: No, because if I'm not mistaken, I think there is some sort of like law or rule about like it can't be erect or something, if I'm not mistaken, like it Mm -hmm. has to be like flaccid. And I'm like, no woman ever wants to see a flaccid penis.
1: No, they're not they're not good flaccid looking. Very few. No. Although uh you know, I've never seen one where I was like, I will say the one time where I thought it was pretty it added to the story uh would be the movie Bronson where you get to see Tom Hardy's peen uh which is pretty it, it's a nice cock on him. I, I don't care if it was I mean, a prosthetic Tom, or what.
3: Well, Tom Hardy is is very hot. So that that I'd I'd want to see. But yeah, there there's no to me there's no point in showing me uh, a soft dick when it's like look if i wanted to be disappointed i'd go to an open mic and find a guy i don't <laughs> I, I would date an improver <laughs> i would date an improver named taren whatever name
1: <laughs> you're name dropping him
3: yeah i don't remember his name no christian i want to say it was christian either uh-huh. way you fucking suck christian if you're listening I hate you.
1: (laughs) This little ass dick. Hell yeah. That fucking rules. Um,
2: You know what kind of sounds like um, flaccid?
1: Lake Placid?
2: I would say flaccid pickles.
1: Oh, Vlasic, yeah. Hey, speaking of...
2: Uh, you know, a Vlasic pickle in your mouth, it's kind of like a large dick.
1: It's kind of like this Gergen. Gergens are just like regular penises, you know? <laughs> this guy's like prepping his his small dick for you. I do love... You ever heard Rob Mayer's bit about how you should just only tell women you have a small dick? Yeah he, he has a great bit about that Where he's like I, I just love that Where he's like He was just like You know Cause if it's If you have a If you have a small dick And, and then you show her it And you're like Oh my god He's honest He's vulnerable He's trustworthy I gotta fuck him And then Oh he was my just god like, That's Eric's strategy <laughs> And I was like Stop And then there And then he's like And if you have a medium sized dick He's like Oh my god He's he's self conscious He's a regular All American dick He just lied to me And he feels bad Oh I gotta fuck him And he's like And if you have a big dick And then all of a sudden Like oh my god he's quirky he's funny lied to me and it's a big surprise oh, i gotta fuck him and so he just
3: <laughs> the reverse of that though there's nothing funnier to me sorry guys i'm about to break all of your fucking hearts the other thing that's really fun to do is to tell just literally every guy that it's huge like oh my god i don't think it's gonna fit and then afterwards <laughs> telling your girlfriends be like ah bruh like i've thrown dog toy toys bigger than that that sucks <laughs>
2: My favorite part is the uh, shallow throating so
3: <laughs> oh like pretending like it's too big for your mouth
2: yeah like pretending like she's actually gagging she's like uh, oh, I've God. had it into my stomach <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's fun too we're like lots of tears like I make myself cry on command and my mascara runs I'm like <laughs> <And I'll> <laughs> <laughs> and then i get home and i'm like bro i could deep throat like oh 20 my- tacos right now <laughs> oh my and god I, I you're like you're like man,
1: you're,
2: you're crying just like that four-year-old i had
1: oh my god oh my god you're like half
3: a chalupa long <laughs> like <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure erica is a is always telling eric like oh my god it's like those mini churros from taco <laughs> okay.
1: i'm a are you saying my dick is a cinnamon twist <laughs> i'm just a cinnamon twist
3: man walking around that was probably the nicest thing i could have i could have compared it to i could have been way meaner and been like it's like a vienna sausage <laughs> so uh no the reanimator
1: is great it, it's a full-on uh it was always Stuart gordon's idea and brian Usna wanted to bring the life of hp lovecraft who uh personally actually uh, hated his reanimator series it's his least favorite book he ever wrote and he he only did it because he got five dollars for every one on return so he got huge returns for writing the reanimator but it was his least favorite story uh but i'm glad that we got the reanimator um it, it's very the movie that we uh, consume compared to the book and the original things of course always change Uh, but mostly it it has a very similar story to how uh, Hellraiser changed because Hellraiser was really just a book about the Cenobites and it's a short story uh, that really changed when it was cast uh, when you got the great Doug Bradley we were like yeah that guy should talk through this entire movie and that's very similar with this film where Jeffrey Combs was cast as Dr. Herbert West because he did not have a large part, but as soon as they started hearing him talk, they were like, Yeah, point the camera at that guy. We can still have a love story, who gives a shit, but this guy is stealing every scene. And uh I think that's kind of the the beauty of like movie making is like you go out, hey. this is what it's gonna be, and then an actor comes along and he steals the show. And Jeffrey Combs did that in this movie, hands down.
2: Hey, hey can can you can you um uh uh cue up Divine Step by Coroner
1: Divine Step by Coroner. I will work on that
3: right now, Jeremy, as we okay. do this. Now is
2: the time, baby. Uh,
1: n- <laughs> While
3: Eric cues that up, I don't think I ever told you guys that is actually how I did one of my first films, because I actually starred in HPV Love Shaft. Um, and that was the one and only porno that I ever
1: did. <laughs> HP Love Shaft.
3: Shaft. Love Shaft.
1: Exciting. <laughs> okay, so
3: Jeremy, you need a little
1: coroner? Is that what you need?
2: Yeah, I need this song because it's a good song.
1: Okay. I don't even know this song really.
2: It's a good song.
1: I don't know what the purpose of what he's trying to do is right now. Just play but it. This is this is all part of the. All part of the magic of quality time. All right, I'm gonna zap her again. Oh, oh.
3: The paddles? Come on, let's go, let's go. Sorry, doctor. Hold the compressions. Clear?
0: Straight line. Straight
3: line.
2: use some
1: fucking shit, I'm not gonna lie; it's a pretty good intro to a song, Jeremy.
2: Fuck
1: yeah! Is just that all you really wanted to share with us? That's first? all I wanted. Okay. <laughs> See, look, it inv- the, this movie inspired wonderful metal musicians like Coroner, a good I think- family band.
2: I think I couldn't, I couldn't uh, hunt down the band, I think, in the late 80s or the 90s that actually had Jeffrey Combs in their video as Herbert West. And my guess it was, was Dangerous Toys, but I still don't know who it is. And I even put out a, a thing on Facebook and nobody could tell me because it's so fucking old now, 30 years ago. Um, but uh, yeah, they actually paid Jeffrey Combs to be in their metal, their hard rock heavy metal video.
1: That's pretty cool. I like that. I like. Uh, I'm trying to think of other ones that, like, you know, there was a lot of great. I mean, during the '80s, of course, tons of great horror soundtracks. Of course, you can go back to the great uh, uh, Dawkins who had Dream Warriors, um, but but Nightmare on Elm Street featured a lot of great hit songs, like uh, they had uh, uh, a Nightmare on My Street by by the great Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff, as well as uh, I, this one's really forgotten about. The, the rap song by the Fat Boys. Uh, are you familiar with the the, the Fat Boys? Uh, Nightmare Freddy? on My Street. No, you're... Uh, no, no, no. That's that's the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air singing it. The Fat Boys' Are You Ready, Freddy is a totally different song, okay? Totally different. The human dif- beatbox. Yeah, look, dude, fucking... man i mean listen so the landscape was ripe to to have a herbert west in a metal video The
2: saddest part about the fat boys is that they all died choking on each other's vomit
1: (laughs) they choked on all the fucking royalties from the movie disorderlies which is uh, probably one of the greatest movies ever made uh
2: And, of course, people remember my song about Dawkins called Dokken with my
0: son.
1: Yes! God, Jeremy, you're here, and this is why we have you. This is why we play the game, ladies and gents. And uh, we're Dawkins with my son! Don't wanna Sorry. dock no more. Um, now this movie, this movie, uh, uh, this movie has a lot of firsts. Okay, a lot of firsts in here. Obviously, it's the first time we got to see H.P. Lovecraft brought to the big screen. Uh, it's also uh, this it also happens to be David Bowie's favorite film, according to wow! according to cinematographer Mac Alberg, who uh, David Bowie approached him because they were he was uh, on a cameo of the sexy. Hit comedy, dream on. He goes, Were you a cinematographer for uh were you cinematographer for, 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 for the reanimator? He's like, that's one of my favorite films. Absolutely. So he loved he loved the movie The Reanimator. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy's uncontrolled. He's laughing so hard it's not even registering right now. <laughs> I thought you'd be tickled by that factoid, Jeremy.
0: Oh,
2: gosh. Oh okay, I'm good.
1: Are you going to be good? <laughs> <sighs> uh... It's also a first. This was the first time that uh, glow sticks were used uh, to make a weird reagent in a movie. Okay, so uh, the you know uh, the first time I remember seeing glow stick juice used in a movie was the Predator. But this wouldn't come out. The Predator doesn't even come out till a whole another year after this movie. So the Reanimator first movie to do that. Now
2: they uh, also uh, thought to uh, do the scene in Predator was like. If it bleeds,
1: we can reanimate him. Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Terminator, this movie actually feature, has another good tie to the Arnold Schwarzenegger universe because later when we talk about the morgue scene and the guy who they reanimate in the morgue, that really jacked-looking dead body, is none other than uh, 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 Arnold Schwarzenegger's stunt double for 10 years. From the Terminator all the way up till Jingle All, that, all the Way, that guy in the morgue scene was the guy who body doubled for Mr. Universe himself. So, of- by, by the way,
2: by the way, I met that man and I'm very happy that I was that's the closest I will get to Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: That's the closest, huh? <laughs> Yes, that's the okay. well ever get. You were saying, nice. you were saying, Ashley.
3: No, I was gonna say that's really cool that he did it for so long, but I guess once he did jingle all the way, Arnold was like, "Look, people can't know that I've been fucking you and the maid." <laughs> come on, <laughs> come on! I know I'm a turbo man, but you're looking like you're
1: looking a little flabby. You've been doing you this. You need to get rid of the baby. <laughs> I can't. I can't throw you down a flight of stairs in my next movie called end of days is where I fight the devil. I mean, somebody better than this. Come on. Let's get serious here. Um, so I, I watched
2: the, I watched the commentary. I didn't even actually watch the real film. Just the, Watch the commentary on how he actually looks like Schwarzenegger.
1: He does. He has got a little Schwarzenegger look to him. Now, uh, another first for this movie, uh, John Nolan, who did all the special effects, who would go on to do movies like Critters and uh, From Beyond, uh, said that up until this point, this is the most blood he'd ever used in any production. Uh, He said before, he's like maybe like a gallon or two. Uh, The movie production uh used 24 gallons of blood uh of fake blood mm. to make this film. So, another first there. And then um the last thing is uh uh this is this is a first. This is the first movie with Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber, of course, uh would later be portrayed in the film uh Die Hard as the bad guy. Um played by alan rickman uh Mm -hmm. uh the 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 name of the doctor who's reanimated in our opening scene where his eyes fucking pop out is named hans gruber two years before die hard ever comes out so lots of big firsts that uh people ripped off on you know yeah you know what i mean jeremy
2: all right we're gonna talk about bunny summers the uh the fat woman who's also the one that opens up from from beyond
1: Oh, I didn't realize is she the one who's dead on the slab or is she the lady that comes in the room but uh says, Oh my gosh. Dr. Gruber, Veg <laughs> I didn't know that. And also
2: plays uh Merlin's wife in um Merlin's House of Magical Wonders on MST
1: three K.
3: Oh, look
1: at that. Ashley, I'm sorry, you got you got cut off a moment
3: ago. No, I was just gonna say that this is also a movie where people die. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so
2: I I love I love the fact that, that Herbert is working in Germany and he has become kind of German esque. Literally I would have liked the movie better if he had a little bit of a German accent because he acts so fucking German. Yeah. He's got that German assholeness to it, to it. Oh, yeah.
3: He he gives off strong Nazi vibes. <laughs> <fortunately>. <laughs> Which I got to say real quick. I'm just going to say it. I know we'll continue to get into the movie. I love um, I love the actor, but I fucking hate the character of Herbert West. I hate this character with a passion. Oh, really? Him. Why do you hate Herbert West so much? Well, we'll get into it. I think the character is a complete fucking asshole. That I just <laughs> I hate this character. I've never I'll tell you he's in my top 5 most hated characters of any movie
1: I've ever seen. Well, he is the he is the perpetrator of all things really bad that happen in this film,
3: right? And, like and, and they're all his fault constantly like everyone nobody at any point is like no you're right this dude needs punished for all the things we go through they just keep letting him off the hook and he just kind of disappears into the background like a creepy uncle I hate it
1: oh, yeah I, I, I do agree that he is a real piece of shit and the, the, it, all of this movie is his own doing and his own but it's also it's just a classic Greek tragedy of a man who can't uh, his fatal flaw is his own hubris and uh, the ability to think that he can do
3: whatever he wants so yeah also like a man a man named christian who thinks it's appropriate to take his date to see improv I hate <laughs> herbert West. And I hate you christian
1: so uh i do like that opening scene though with the eye pop it really sets a tone for the whole movie and uh was actually one of the last things that got filmed in this uh they had filmed the entire movie and went back to reshoot that to really set the stage for the rest of the movie and i think that's uh i think it's a big deal jeremy is this the best eye popping scene you've ever seen
2: uh, right next to uh, Ronnie Cox and uh, Total Recall.
1: I do think, uh, but but does Ronnie Cox's eyes actually explode, or they just pop out of his head for a little bit? Right. Uh, well,
2: they do. They they don't explode. Um, as for eye popping, it's a close between him and Vernon Wells and um, you know, the Road Warrior.
1: I know when I saw the Reanimator, um, the first time I saw it, and I saw like the eyes bulging like that. It really made me want to pair those Reebok pumps. Cause I up until that point, you know, we we grew up a little impoverished, Jeremy. We couldn't afford the Reebok pump action, but I wanted them because of the exploding eyes, and it really reminded me of like of that more than anything.
2: Hey, hey Dad, I just saw a Reanimator. I I want a pair of Reeboks <laughs> that I can pump up like eyeballs
1: exploding. <laughs> and Dad never gave gave them to me. That's why I'm happy he's dead now. Uh, Damn right, fucker. <laughs> I do love that. Uh, the movie progresses from there. We get to meet Dr. Herbert West as uh, he comes uh, from Munich, Germany, I guess, to uh, to this um, uh, uh, university where we get to meet uh, Dan Kane, played by Bruce Abbott, and uh, as well as Barbara Crampton's character, Megan, uh, and Dr. Gale, or I'm sorry, Dr. Carl Hill, played by David Gale. Um, he... Uh, I do like that in the opening scene he's trying to save that woman's life and uh, they mention that she has a real horrible she has a proclivity for dildos as if she's been she's died because of too many dildos stuck in her I think that's a pretty fun bit um, we also see that immediately Jeffrey Combs, his character Herbert West who played this part completely straight I like that he just he, you find Jeffrey Combs is the master of making humor just by him playing it as straight as he can and he's fucking great at it uh, and immediately challenges Dr. Uh, Hill that uh, your archaic ways of the brain only lasting for 12 minutes 6 to 12 minutes and uh, there's already that tension that uh broiling. We also get to learn that Dan has uh problems making tuition and stuff like that. So he's he's a real life problem and it also uh uh kind of explains why he would let Herbert West live with him uh who shows up after we get to see Barbara Crampton's sweet ass tits in uh one lovemaking scene. that I think the most unnatural scene is where he has the like It's right after him and uh, Megan have sex, and he, he puts the sheet on. He's like, Dan, come on. Stop playing
3: around. <laughs>
1: I've never seen that interaction between two people ever.
3: Uh, I never, after I have sex, like 90% of the time, I don't like you that much. So, like, as soon as it's over, yeah, I'll put a sheet over your face. But I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, I don't want to touch you. I don't want to know you. You've got ten <laughs> minutes to pee out the rest of what's in that that snake of yours and get the fuck out. Because then <laughs> as soon as you leave, I need to go get rid of everything you just left inside me. Ugh, yeah. a, did,
2: did you guys notice the poster on the wall?
3: Uh, are you talking about the Talking
1: Heads poster?
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's a t- got the, the big, the big suit
1: hell yeah hell yeah no i did i did notice that there's not a so little gags that'll come up more as we as we move further into the film here um there uh i think the next real major thing that happens i mean there is the, the little brain oh, surgery
2: can, 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 yeah. can i derail this for like sure. 10 seconds
1: absolutely
2: um when, when i met barbara crampton uh, i didn't know i had my creep on full cool full creep um but I mentioned her... What, uh, what did you turn it down sec- for some reason? <laughs> well, you know, at least I had a little bit of hair then, and when I met her, like, 15 years ago, uh, I mentioned her scene in the movie Body Double by Brian De Palma.
1: Great Because
2: she's literally having sex for, like, five seconds in that film. And uh, another 10 seconds later, she mentioned the fact that she's married now. And oh. um, I should just you know, derail my fucking creepiness. And I well, i didn't know just because I mentioned she was great in that scene having sex in Brian De Palma's buddy double.
1: Yeah, I don't so. see why anyone would ever see that as creepy or a little bit too much for me. Oh, yeah, I, I, she was wrong. We yeah. can that.
2: Which, you know, if it was made into a gif would be the greatest masturbatory gif ever. In a, from a movie.
1: Okay. Well, uh, I have my work cut out for me tonight. I got to make gifts for Jeremy's <laughs> jerk purposes.
3: <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, Eric's totally right. I personally also love when I tell sex jokes on stage and then guys that have been following me on social media, tell me how like much they want to have sex with me. It's, it's totally normal now.
0: <laughs> like
2: I've totally masturbated that picture of you in the pool.
3: <laughs> so the next,
1: uh, the next major scene that we see is, uh, uh, <laughs> damn, I don't like that. the next, talk about that later. the next is Dr. <laughs> Carl Hill, uh, Doing a little examination where he's uh he's uh has a brain opened up and he's doing some tests on it and uh, showing how it works and uh, uh of course Herbert West has problems with it now this brain is actually really cool it's actually just a bunch of butcher butchered uh, stuff that they all crammed together and uh, which was a pretty pretty fun and gross thing to see I enjoyed <laughs> they it they did the same with my labia hey <laughs> it's so elasticy though um, <laughs> then uh, they. Uh, I think the next major part that comes up is the cat scene. Now, the cat scene, uh, Doctor Herbert West has been keeping a dead cat in his freezer, which uh, was an actual dead cat that they uh, had had found for this. Um, and uh, I do can, love. Can I
2: mention another dead cat? Yeah. Uh, the movie Eraserhead has a dead cat that David Lynch kept in. Uh, like a bog for a couple years until he finished the film. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'll just keep this dead cat in this bog and I can use it later.
1: So I'll just go um, and get it later. Of course I'm David Lynch.
2: And you know, being a filmmaker, if you're going to find a dead coon on the side of the road and you need the video for later, you might need to keep it in your freezer in your mom's
1: for like a year before you use it. <laughs> Jeremy is laughing because, uh, 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 Ashley, you may not know this about us, but, um, about, about 11, 12 years ago, uh, we filmed a little video on YouTube called Food, which is a parody <laughs> of Metallica's Fuel, uh, which actually features, uh, what appears to be a dead raccoon, which Jeremy did indeed pick up off the side of the road and keep in my mother's freezer for about two or three weeks uh, until we filmed that shot. Uh, it
2: was at least six months in a, in a plastic bag. And I remember telling people, don't mess with the bag there's a dead raccoon
3: in that fucking race. <laughs> so, that's so weird. I really thought I had seen every episode of Hoarders, but uh, I guess not.
1: Uh, why is that not. Why is that still not the worst thing that's ever been in a Jeremy Woodworth household? Uh, <laughs> it's true, true. So uh, I do love that downstairs cat scene where the cat's going ape shit, and that's just them fumbling around downstairs. Great acting. There's not even a cat in the room. It's just sounds that are going on. Like, oh, where's this going on? <laughs> I, I do love all of that. Also, a uh, little known fact, this cat was actually the inspiration for the same cat uh from um uh Sabrina the Teenage Witch. So, a uh, little little known. I made that part up. But it was it's fun to think about, maybe similar.
3: I also have a dead cat boys call me.
1: <laughs> uh
2: hey, hey Sabrina. Hey Hey, talk about can you can you explain things like clarissa does ah, cha, cha, cha.
1: now uh after the cat scene and we get to see how the reanimation juice works and now that dan is kind of in bed with herbert west uh uh dr hill is very much against them and almost gets them kicked off of Basically, gets Herbert West removed from campus, but Dan is like, "This is too big of a finding." So they go to break into the morgue, uh, and uh, the morgue is uh, is such a fun scene. Again, we get to see the the great stunt double of Arnold Schwarzenegger, Peter Kent, get reanimated, fully nude, and just really Hulk people out. Uh, I was uh, I was watching the extra features for this because I I got I got the Blu Ray of the uh, of the reanimated and um uh, the guy who plays Dean Halsey, who's plays Robert Sampson, who's also Megan's father in the movie. Um, uh, he he mentioned how rough Peter Kent was with him in these scenes where he's like throwing him around the room. He was like, he's like, he really actually hurt me a lot filming this movie this part. It just beat the shit out of him during that whole scene. Uh, of course, it ends ultimately with Dean Halsey losing his life, uh, but with such a fresh body. Of course, Herbert West can't turn it down. He goes to reanimate him, uh, thinking that if such a little bit of time has elapsed, the reanimation juice will work much better. Uh, Of course, it doesn't. He's just a horrific undead monster uh, the second he's reanimated. And Ashley then sees another guy getting away with zero consequences.
3: Actually, uh, that hurts. Um, Yeah, (laughs) that's... (laughs) No, that's pretty accurate because I, you're 100% right. I am sitting there stewing on this scene because it's like you did this horrible thing. Your experiment is total garbage. The guy kills somebody. And then your first thought is be like, cool, fresh meat. I don't, it's something an orc would think. I absolutely hate. Well, I think it, I
1: think it, I mean, if you do hate the, if you hate this, do you also hate, uh, the movie or the book Frankenstein? Because it's a very, very similar tale of a, of a guy whose hubris gets in front of him and creates a monster.
3: Well, I would say it's still, I can see how the basis might be the same, but I feel like the story is very different. I find it much more fascinating. Um, also, I don't need to consume media like this where a man has a huge ego that ruins the lives of others. Again, everyone listening, I am in stand up comedy. So. <laughs>
1: So, um, after they, uh, revive, uh, Dean Halsey, uh, they, Hill then wants to take credit for all these wonderful findings and be- ends up becoming the guardian of Dr. Halsey, who, through the power of lobotomy, uh, basically, uh, heeds him to his will um now the university that they the medical university where they shoot this at um where a lot of the rest of the movie takes place uh actually is featured in another film jeremy do you happen to know what that is
2: uh miskatonic university and from beyond
1: uh yes it is also miskatonic university but it's an even more famous movie that was filmed at this site
2: oh mean girls nah good guess
1: yeah, yeah, go for it. I'm just throwing it out there. Silence of the Lambs. No, nope, not Silence of the Lambs. They actually use this as uh, in Terminator Two as the main Cyberdyne uh, facility that they end up blowing up. That's wow. it's also the same place where they filmed all the shots for the interior of T uh, Two. Would
3: have guessed that. <laughs>
1: Pretty good. But if you look at the layout, it has some very similar hallways, and it's just because it was filmed at the same place. So, there's a cool.
2: lot of Terminator tie-in.
1: I know. There's a lot of Terminator world uh, that's tied into this. So, um, He's able to, uh, West goes and confronts Hill about this and ends up uh, killing Dr. Hill. But in the process, of course, he can't uh, do it. And you also get to see a signature death on the part of Stuart Gordon, which he kills him with a shovel, uh, removing his head. Which is uh would show up in many other Stuart Gordon productions from uh from that day forward, but they uh he reanimates his uh, reanimates him with the juice, but uh, the body comes over and knocks Herbert West out, steals the rest of the reagent, and now uh, Dr. Hill, uh, who seems to be the most uh cognitive of all of the um, undead uh, is now in control of the reanimator juice now look. Um, one thing that I I had I watched in like the special features of this is that the, it's never really explained how Dr. Hill is somehow some kind of mastermind that he gets it and he can be okay. And the reason for that is originally they filmed the movie to be like almost 3 hours long and it got cut down to 87 minutes, but original plot line was that Dr. Hill was also supposed to be some type of telepath, and he had some special powers over people to will them to do what they needed to do. So, uh, they ultimately ended up cutting that from the film, but that was supposed to be the real explanation as to why he's so powerful. Thank God, because that's fucking stupid. <laughs>
2: no, no, he's he's into mesmerism. He's, he's a hypnotist.
1: He's just, oh, you're man. right, he just hypnotizes people, but... That's- Oh,
3: almost as bad as being an improv. Oh god,
1: hypnotist, improver, what's next? You're going to fucking uh, mime. It's
3: it goes improv, hypnotist, podcaster, mime. ventriloquist. <laughs> oh, venture. I
1: I not
2: only am a hypnotist and I also control minds and I I also have a very very small penis.
1: Also here, my I have also uh, a um a, 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 I also do a minstrel act. It's very it's very feng shui, um, but it's like a classic, like the old school kind. <laughs> like him trying to explain it off, you know what I mean? Like no no yes. no, no, it's very true to its roots. Wait, that's not
3: good. <laughs> that's it's not <laughs> Is your act called Wrong of the South? Because that is upsetting.
2: (laughs) So many Al Jolson posters in one house.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. So ultimately, Dan and West go to go confront Doctor Hill. Uh, which right before that, he's captured uh, Barbara Crampton's character uh, Megan in what is the the most uncomfortable scene ever filmed in horror, I believe. Uh, the the infamous head giving scene where she uh, first gets her clothes ripped off by her actor father in this movie, who's playing a zombie and definitely gropes her a little bit much, and then and uh the head uh of of uh sweet doctor hill which is just sitting in a pan of blood uh uh goes over and uh basically eats her out now this was so dis- oh, wow. this was this this scene was so disturbing that it had to be cut from the UK version and was never shown in the UK uh and it was so bad that the night um uh the night that it aired in the US david uh felt uh felt spiritually bereft uh says samson regarding the scene that's the actor who played um dr hill that he uh uh that he had to go spelunking in crampton's lady business those are the words he used he then says i feel awful doing this apparently though uh gail's uh wife um david gale's wife was so uh upset watching this part of the movie that she walked out of the premiere and says i can't believe you fucking did this and did not come home (laughs) that (laughs) night
3: (laughs) so pretty horrible scene and can i just say even before we even get to that for me the part where i start to just squirm and I'm like I don't like this at all was when he is sucking and licking her boobs and she's sobbing and I'm like yeah girl sexual assault sucks I feel you Um it is just a horrible scene also since he is technically separated head from body would we call her puss the sleepy hollow
2: <laughs> you finally put it together you put it together yes and more than that is uh <laughs> the the scene where she's like trying to bat his head away. She's the the, the people were like, It looks like you're barely fighting well the director told me to barely barely touch his head, so she can't like really fight him away even though he's oh, just ahead. Oh gosh.
1: It By is By the way,
2: as an actor, all the scenes I've done with young men as Pogo the Clown Gacy, uh I would take all those scenes just to do those the scene with Barbara Crampton instead.
1: Okay, well we'll write Barbara and
3: ask her if she'd be willing to come on the show so we can. Uh, because make then her I wouldn't feel as
2: then I wouldn't feel as gay.
3: Actually, I did reach out to Barbara and she never responded. I think the answer's no. <laughs> so. Uh, well,
2: now I like men.
1: It all comes to the uh, the final act, uh, which now uh, he's used the rea- uh, the regent to, uh, the reanima- the, to, to reanimate the to reanimate multiple uh, other corpses that are all under his mind control. And uh, so much penis in the final act here. There's just dicks everywhere and really not great pairs of boobs. I love it. I, I love this is this is a movie about body positivity in the third. Act, and that's what I like most about it is that we get to see different bodies portrayed portrayed on screen, um, and and I think that was important to show
2: and really th- overweight um, overweight women as well.
1: Yeah, I said all different body types, all different body types. I feel like I'm looking at Eric's search bar. <laughs>
2: I like to feel this is the, the scene if, if the guy is either burnt or has really bad psoriasis. Um, Mr w-
1: Mr Woodworth, we'd like to talk about your search history at work. Why have you searched you porn fifteen times for reanimator, bitch from reanimator, really long titty, uh black guy from reanimator? <laughs> like it's what 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 are you trying to do on the clock here exactly? I was gonna say, and... Eric,
3: when you're ready to give up hope you give me a call. <laughs>
1: So, uh, I do. I do like the the whole uh, absolute mayhem that happens in the final act. Um, luckily, uh, Megan is able to convince her dad, who's reanimated, to like not to be a dad, and he uh, is able to help them. Break free from the absolute onslaught of the undead here, but he then gets ripped apart. And I love the fucking ripped apart scene where he's just body just gets torn and quartered in front of her. Oh, that shit fucking rules. To me, that's
3: always a horror win. I agree with you. It's always if you love horror movies and you like the gore it's always the effect you're waiting for whether it's a head a limb you just want to see body parts separated by sheer force yeah dude
1: that that scene rules I'd say there's only probably one better body rip scene that I've ever seen than maybe held the original Hellraiser when he gets torn apart yeah. by chains at the very end like that, that one's pretty good that one's yeah. probably only thing that trumps this um, yeah I love Herbert West's fucking horrible decision again to the, the way that I'll stop this is by giving him more of the juice, a lethal amount of it that really just turns him into a fucking kaiju right before his eyes that just starts lashing out like the fucking thing and
3: dragging him towards a wall. Yeah, which makes me angrier because I'm like, wait a minute. You're also telling me you're crazy and fucking stupid you can't be both yes it's just it's so i'm dumb. a big believer you've got to be one thing or another you can be a bitch or you can be pretty you can't be both you can be out of your mind and you can be a genius but you can't be both like it's it's got to be one or the other you i don't have know,
1: everything. i don't know if crazy uh being batshit crazy and a genius i think they go toe in toe um i think they Oh, the i'm same sorry thing. i think i meant
3: to say you can't be fucking stupid and crazy that's you, cool you, you can be i'm sorry you're right you can be crazy but be like oh but he's so brilliant but you can't be like restivo level iq and also <laughs> adding your fucking mind
1: shout outs chris restivo the great one um so he then
2: have, have we gotten to the head crushing
1: uh yeah we're right about there tell us about your thoughts of the head crushing jeremy
2: um Well, of course, Daddy really comes out and and crushes uh, Carl Hill's head like a grape and then throws it against the wall and great, great... you know, tie in with the, the security guard who says "fuck this" and just runs away.
1: <laughs> I do love when he throws it and it hits the wall, like it goes through the double doors and just leaves that giant splat. And I was like, "That's a one take that got that made it in the movie and just stayed right." You only get one chance to throw that fucking Tom Brady style arc fu- and, and, it, and it slap really good. I mean, uh, it's it, it. The last act is just a gore fest, um, but. Uh, we had already mentioned that uh, the great doctor Halsey gets ripped apart shortly after that by all of them. Another great scene. And then um, Megan and Dan as they're trying to escape Megan actually ends up dying as they're trying to make their way out because they run into one. Um, And then Dan has to, and it's left with Herbert West getting dragged away, but not showing him get killed, leaving it open for a sequel. Which it's just there being would strangled
2: be. by some uh, intestines. But not many people know that even though Dr. Carl Hill's head got crushed like a grape, he still made it to the sequel, and he also put out a pretty good um musical album of songs
1: oh yeah i i we didn't mention this we actually dug this up in our archives he did an entire album of uh i guess these are like mostly cover songs but let's hear a little bit of carl hill's album
2: if you hear the first one
1: oh a little comfortably numb
0: <laughs>
1: or how who could forget this one right here
0: <laughs>
1: oh my god this is way better than the dolly Parton or whitney houston one how is this not on the top of the charts Ah, oh, what other ones are they have? He's a good album here.
0: I want you to watch me. <laughs> oh man. I love you to love you. I <laughs>
1: We got on this album. This. is some Oh, is this a little cranberries?
0: Did you see it's not me? It's not my family.
3: Zombies are crazy. Aww.
1: Oh, and who can forget this classic? great (laughs) man he's still got it man what a great album go and pick that up quality time studios the carl hill special
2: i think i'm gonna put i just want to give you head up on my reverbnation.com slash Jeremy
1: Woodworth. Oh, yeah. Go to Jeremy's Reverb Nation. He's putting out his music so you guys can hear it out there in the world. It deserves to be heard. Uh, Suit, I'm going to charge. It's going to be good. Uh, the movie though ends with uh, with Dan picking up where Herbert West left off, crushed by the death of Megan. He uses the last bit of uh, serum that he has and injects it into her and all we hear is the blood curdling scream of, uh, I'm sure didn't go well for old Old Megan. Which brings us to the conclusion and the final fucking act of the bullshit of the shit. Of the reanimator. Which I decided to go with coroner ending on it. Yeah. Uh Jeremy, your final thoughts on the reanimator.
2: Um let's see, I've met Combs. I've met um uh, Barbara Crampton. I've met um I really wish I could meet Carolyn Purdy Gordon. She's still alive. Uh, Cause she got her eyes sucked out by Jeffrey Combs and from beyond. But, uh, you know, these two are like the two greatest horror comedies right there with, uh, evil dead Two, army of darkness and, um, and, uh, Geely
1: and so. Geely. I like it. I like that you brought in Geely. I I'm glad that I'm glad you did that. Uh, uh, <laughs> sweet Ashley, what are your final thoughts on the reanimator?
3: I love this movie it's definitely like a Halloween season rewatch every year it's it's a solid winner um, yeah still feel the same fuck Herbert West and fuck Christian hate both of you <laughs>
1: uh, I too I mean there's what's not to love about the reanimator it's the perfect campy movie done really well tons of blood tons of gore uh, unsettling things that happen And make you want to squirm a little bit On top of all the laughs uh, I, I love the movie I mean there's nothing You can't even I hope they never remake it That's how much I like the movie So
2: Also you have to admit There's probably like five of the best uh, lines In in a horror movie ever So
1: Yeah very quotable Death is just the beginning
2: <laughs> oh, 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 Who's going to believe a talking head Get a job in a sideshow <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no I do I love the fuck out of this movie I'm glad we finally got to cover it and uh, Ashley where can people find you at love
3: um, you can always find me on social media at Ashley Pontius laughs
1: hold on it was too loud say, say it again
3: that's okay you can find me on social media at Ashley Pontius laughs and you can see me featuring for Tommy Sinbazo at the Church of Satire August 27th
1: Oh, August 27th is going to be a good date. You can check all that shit out. Uh, You can catch all things Eric Comedy at ericcomedy.com. It's Eric with a K, comedy with a C. Uh, Head over there because guess what? The live, laugh, love shirts are back and available. The copyright thing is down. You too can now own a live, laugh, love shirt or uh, or a, a coffee mug or whatever you would like. Check out all the merch there. All there's links to it right on the comedy air comedy uh, website, and uh, all the shows and bullshit can be found there. Jeremy, take us out of here.
0: I did not. I gave him life.